Welcome to Courtside Indiana Podcast. We're in episode 123. We're going to be recording every Monday now, just some light housekeeping uh, for the uh, for future. We'll be recording on Mondays during the offseason uh, with all the AAU stuff that goes on Sundays. It's tough to record. And and I think during the offseason, we're going to have more Nick Baumgart than we do during the season. We should always have more Nick Baumgart anyway, right, Nick? Man, I'm glad somebody thinks that. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those things you know poor zach is i i did give Zach. we're recording at 145 on monday he's in school he's in class right now teaching um you know he with girls soccer his daughter's soccer team he's not going to be in a ton of gyms this spring so I, when he is we'll get him on for sure um because obviously he's been my sidekick on this for a while so Zach's not going anywhere other than girls' youth soccer. But um, he may chime in here after a bit. He's been sending me some text messages, but. Bless his heart. Didn't seem to think he'd be able to record right away. So, and I'm going to try and put this up tonight because it's it's hot. It's We're, we're going to talk about the all-star team. We were going to talk about what? What were we going to talk about? We were going to talk about our, our two way too soon state top rankings. Teams. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk teams in each class. Which we we'll do that. Up. We'll do that later in the week. We don't want a two-hour podcast today. Um, but we, the All-Star team came out today. Mr. Basketball was announced Saturday. And those are always going to be controversial. And we've right out of the gate, we've got some controversy. Uh, we are – that goes beyond snubs. Fletcher Lawyer, who was second in the voting for Mr. Basketball, has declined his invitation to play for the Indiana All-Star team. We know that he did not respond to the invitation for two days and that he had to be compelled to respond. Not that he wasn't planning on responding, I guess. I don't, don't know the disposition in the lawyer home. Um, they can feel free to reach out. We're not reporters, we're getting, but we're getting information pretty high up the ladder that uh, Purdue pretty much compelled him to respond. <laughs> to the to the invitation that's interesting i don't know if his beef was i you know i don't know how, how do you his teammate won his future teammate won mr basketball so nick is a non-mr basketball winner <laughs> what i mean i don't know it, it's not good look josh mcroberts did this in 2005 he was roasted over the coals by the Hickory Husker crowd, which is uh, another an online community that isn't as it doesn't. Well, I looked at some posts today that didn't seem to have as many participants as in the past. There's some other avenues out there that talk a lot about high school basketball. Ours is clearly one of them as well. <sighs> he was roped, raked over the coals. McRoberts was for for ducking the 2005 team. I was disappointed, but then I quickly turned to his defense because a bunch of adults were cracking on his character, et cetera, so forth. We're not going to do that to Fletcher. I think it can be disappointed in him not participating in the all-star team. It's not a good look, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not, but like really, honestly, is anybody going to care to – Two years. I mean, what what happened to Mick Roberts? Did he end up? What did where, where did he end up in the NBA? NBA? He he. Well, he did sure, and we can argue who who the third that Luke Zeller was the third best player in that class, but a, but a deserving candidate, a deserving. Again, I'm a firm believer. You deserve every vote you get. And Look, I said this. To, I said this to to someone today. I, um, it's unfortunate. I mean, who honestly who who turns down the All Star team? I mean, that's I know Zach or uh, Josh did. Right. But you got to go back now 17 years. I mean, it just doesn't happen often. I think maybe not growing up in Indiana plays a part into it because I really don't see even the most disappointed person in the world growing up in Indiana. I mean, you want to be an Indiana All Star, right? Well, so maybe that plays into it. Let's check something. You keep talking. I'm going to look for something here real quick. But I do think, you know, I was saying this to someone today. I do think there's some value, right? in being able to be happy for someone even when you're not I mean it happens a lot in life right I mean how many times have you not gotten the job and your friend got the job you know maybe it's a promotion from within the company or something there's a certain value to it 
just your emotional intelligence, your maturity level. Um, if, if he was my son, I would say, put on a happy face, go down there and kick Braden Smith's butt. You know, that's, that's how you handle this. I mean, so he's going to go to pretty good. It's not, that, not that really didn't, that. that was on display in real time. And it, that didn't happen. I get it. But, but I mean, that's, that's my stance. That's how I would be. I mean, I'm maybe, not judging them. They can do what they would like. Maybe um, this was part of a big plan because there's a Fletcher lawyer ad in Hoosier basketball that doesn't say he's a Mr. Basketball candidate. That doesn't say that he's an all-star candidate. Yeah, so maybe, it's not, maybe it has nothing to do with him not yeah, winning Mr. basketball. It's just um, that's possible. But why take two days to re- why not yeah. respond right away? In that case, it may, may maybe it is a bad look. I mean, look, Fletcher Lawyer. There's no no bigger competitor. There's no. I'm not. I hate to get into this whole who's the bigger competitor or whatever. Look, we I mean, like him as we like him as a player. We, we like him as a competitor. Like yeah, and, he's and, you know yes a player yes a competitor but um I don't know I hate I hate to judge I hate to it doesn't come out that you know he has some some plan to go to Purdue early or what I don't I think you can do both I don't think it's where's so where's Braden Smith going to college he's going to Purdue I think oh yeah that's right so does Fletcher have an earlier rec- reporting date now there's there is some there is some talk that Braden may not be able to participate in the all-star team. He, he, he definitely was playing at the end of the year with an injured foot. Yeah. Um, there was talk at, uh, this year that he wasn't, he was done. He wasn't going to play anymore. Braden, if there's no, a, that's true. If there's a that's basketball true. game, if there's a chance for Braden Smith to wear number one. I think Purdue and Braden Smith want Braden Smith to, to at least, you know, no, I think Purdue needs a starting point guard and they want him ready. They want him ready. Purdue is going to rely on Braden Smith next year to be their point guard. Yeah, they are. Okay. I mean, unless something unless something changes in transfer portal, which we've not heard, there's definitely an obvious name out there. And I don't want to get too far down the path of transfer portal, but but obviously Nigel Pack's name is being discussed a lot, and and I'm sure Nigel's got enough options where he controls his his path, but or he controls his process, but but yeah, I I would say all hands were on deck that. Braden Smith was going to be was was going to be the starting point guard next year. Uh, I mean, I don't know that it was promised during the recruiting process by any stretch of the imagination, but I think the way it's played out, and you've you know you've seen Isaiah Thompson transfer out. I think the way it's played out that there's a definite need. There would have been a definite need on on this year's team. I mean, Eric Hunter yeah. was kind of forced into that role. And, I love look. There's nobody that. I- I've said this time and time again, I would pay to watch Braden Smith play. I mean, he's right. that good, right? Love Braden Smith. Love his game. I've loved it since, since you know. But if he's the starting point guard for Purdue next year, that's, I mean, that's not, it's tough. That's a really well, they're gonna be They're going to be a completely different looking team next year. They're going to be young. They're going to be, I mean, you're looking at first as a sophomore. You're looking at Kaufman Wren as, as a freshman. You're looking at... <laughs> Tell them to text me. Um, you're, you know, you're looking at Purdue is going to have a very different look next year and, and should, you know, I mean, Ivy's going to go, you know, obviously Ivy's entering the NBA this year and, and graduation is going to take its toll. I don't know. I guess the one question would be is if Edie returns. Um, but but I, I see nothing wrong with turning it over to the kids and, and taking a year where, you, you know, they take their licks and, and develop another you know, four-year cycle of, of Purdue being back in national prominence and maybe someday getting over the hump. I mean, Braden Smith was able to get over the hump this year. For Westfield, it might be – that may be a hell of a trick if he can get take Purdue to where they haven't been before or at least well, then, haven't been Braden, before in a while. Well, he took Westfield to places they had been in a right. while. That's what I just said, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm he sorry. Could, yeah, if he could do that. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, I, I could – Easily see, look, there's no tanking in college basketball because there's no reward for it other than development of younger players that you think could end up being a core for a championship team later. I, I definitely see that I could definitely see a, a path if they feel like that, you know, that, the, you know, um, Ren is, is Trey Kaufman. Ren is going to be a player who can contribute on a, you know, a team that wins the Big Ten or competes for a Big Ten title. We need, Look, to do, yeah. we need to do video when we're doing this, but um, 
But regardless, <sighs> Purdue's going to be a lot different next year, and I see no reason why they shouldn't turn it over to a, a young point guard, a freshman point guard. Hey, Braden's the last kid I would I would ever I would ever bet against, right? I mean, he's been and he's been really good at Westfield since he was young, and they played a really a great schedule. So yeah, I I just want the kid to be successful. I, mean, I don't know. I just we'll see, we'll see. That's why you, that's why you you know that's what's that's what's enjoyable about. It. That's what's fun. You, you know, we'll see. What um. So, so the all-star team, so there's, there's a lot of talk on Twitter right now. We're reading it. Um, I'm, we're interacting with some people, at least I am. The all-star team is just selected. It, it, there's no, I mean, there is a voting, there is a nomination process. Again, we talked about this during the, during the early, when we talked about the all-star team back in episode 108, whatever number that was, we talked about, uh, we, we talked about Mr. Basketball voting a, a few times, how that works. Basically everybody that gets a vote, nominates 10 players your first two picks are your vote for mr basketball picks three through ten are merely recommendations for the all-star team um and uh so i'm sorry i was reading a response from a text message but are you starting to fight jim are you starting no, to fight? no i told dustin to quit calling you while we're recording the podcast so the uh you know, but at the end of the day, it's a team. It's a team that plays games. It's a team that isn't ceremonial. Um, it, it is in a lot of other states, but in this state, it's not. And they they do they do take a lot of consideration in the geography, making sure all areas are represented. And of course, I have a sort of a working theory that with every five players you name or put to a list, there's probably two more kids that belong. So if you've got a, if you've got a, you know, if you've got a 10 to 12 player team, you're looking at, you know, anywhere from four to six other guys that think they deserve to be on there. And that's what we've got. We've got guys that think there are snubs out there and, and, you know, but, but then the game becomes, who do you take off? So, I mean, we know the all-star team, right? It's Braden Smith. It's Ahmad Gerard from, from Mount Vernon, Tayshawn Comer from Cathedral, Travis Grayson from Chesterton, Peter Suter from Carmel, Connor Asijan from Central Noble, Ryan Conwell from Pike, CJ Gunn from Lawrence North, Jalen Jackson from Fort Wayne Northrop, Warren Central, put on Tay Davis, Brandon Northern from Silver Creek, Jackson Edwards from Cathedral, and Javon Buchanan from Lafayette Jeff. Basically all, all perimeter player, right? Well, the, well the, yeah, the, the, look, 2022 is not a great class. It's definitely got some top heavy names, but there's not a lot of size. One alleged snub would be Jeffrey Simmons, right? Yes. And that's what you asked before we recorded. And I told you I would have a take on that. My take is that in the last two sectionals, he struggled. He, he struggled to be the player that he needs to be for them to win the game changes in the sectional it'd be you know it's a lot more scouted than even a regular season game and he's he struggled and fishers lost this year fishers lost last year and a lot of that is look it's it's one of the top two sectionals in the state there is no shame in it but but not getting out of the sectional is not the same as struggling in the sectional you know there's there's been players who didn't get out of a sectional josh mcroberts never won a sectional Dominique James never won a sectional. Luke Zeller won one sectional. Of course, that culminated in a 3A state title. You know, going into that year, there were three, the three leading candidates for Mr. Basketball had never won a sectional. But, but they all were very productive in those games. You know, and they, and they didn't struggle to, to produce. They just couldn't get over the hump on, you know, for especially Josh and and Dominique's case back when Muncie central was really, really good. Um, and Anderson was in that set. I mean, that was just a, a very difficult sectional back then. Um, so any, any surprises on this list? Well, and, and to say it's a surprise doesn't mean you don't think they should belong, but any surprises to you? I, I mean, I definitely have one surprise. 
but do you have any? Um, Javon Buchanan is probably a, a little bit of a surprise just because, you know, it's, it was, it was his first year playing in Indiana high school basketball. You know, a lot of times the all-star team is, is kind of sometimes, um, a multi-year award kind of thing. You know, I don't know. It's just uh, not that, it, that, not that, again, not that Javon's not uh, deserving and, and not a, a, a really fun player to watch. He's going to Indiana Wesleyan. Uh, oh, that, that, that was my surprise. I mean, I agree with you on that. That was, okay. that was my was one surprise. Trying to read your face a little bit here. We're doing, we have video going here also. It's kind of like, right. ah, yeah, you know, Jim, well, don't be a bone. No, we definitely don't have. No, I wanted to. I don't always want to lead with my takes. You know, I want to hear what you guys think. And, you know, I think we have more fun that way too. So, but that's my only, that's my only real surprise that, I, you know, looking on here. Um, Any, and anybody that's watched him has seen how good he is mm -hmm. and how under recruited he's probably been. Mm -hmm. You know, he's six, seven, he's super skilled. He's, he probably could be a little bit better on the defensive end of the floor, but he's capable. He's, he's definitely capable. Fort Wayne people are upset that Carson Jenkins didn't make it. I, who's the better prospect, Carson Jenkins or Aiden Lambert? Better prospect, Aiden Lambert. I see. I agree with that too. And it's not like they don't have dissimilar. They have. It's not like they have dissimilar numbers. So well, Carson Jenkins is going to Barry, right? And and Malik Stanley was super successful there this year. Even you know these numbers aren't going to say that, but like. If you talk to the Barry coaches, they love Malik. They love his fire. They love the way he just came in and meshed with everybody and got. And I think Carson's going to have a similar, you know, freshman year. And he's really, really good. And Barry's one of the top Division two schools. So it's not like, yeah, we're not throwing throwing any shade at Carson at all. Because I would take Carson Jenkins on my team every day. But yeah, Aiden I'm, just I'm got us. Yeah, I thought that Lambert's been better. Just got a different level, yeah. I don't know if it's the position, if it's you know because he's at you know the athleticism. Not that Carson's not athletic, but but you know the Fort Wayne people are upset because they feel like he got snubbed, and you know and geography plays a big role in this. There's two players on the team from Fort Wayne area: Connor Sejan and, and Jalen Jackson. A third player, of course, lawyer declined the invitation. I don't know who got that next phone call. It might have been Buchanan. I mean that. I guess if you look at it from a recruiting standpoint, it, it maybe it was. Um, somebody suggested that <laughs> a Fort Wayne area guy, Summit City, who's who's a good follow. He's definitely a good follow. Um, the um, he said every non four A player, not from you know not you know not Connor you know besides Connor should not be on this team. So basically he's singling out Brandon Northern because that's there's only two non-4A players on the team. I mean, I don't know what more you have to do if you're Brandon Northern to get on the team. He had a hell of a year statistically, and he's a two-time state champ. I don't know what more criteria you, anybody would need to get him on that team. Yeah, he was just playing with, you know, his the, the team that he had as a senior. Basketball is still a team sport, even at high school right. level. It's a team sport. So it's, it's more than just who – it's about who else shows up with you. And so, you know, yeah, I, I don't – that's not a snub. Or that's no. not a – No, he. I mean, he definitely deserves to be on it. I mean, and I – and that's one of those deals where I'm not sure how I feel about his recruiting, and, and it doesn't specifically matter in this instance. But there is no set criteria to make the team – but stats and team success are definitely two, two of the most important ones other than maybe situation where characters involved or, you know, behavior or something, you know, something along those lines. But. And I say that Jim, as someone who got snubbed from the Indian all-star team 23 yes. years ago, I'm yes, telling you, you guys, you guys got to get over, you know, you just got to move on. Look, I was a junior all-star core member the, mm -hmm. as a junior did not win my sectional. Right, ran up against a great Harrison team with David Ragland and Marcus Granderson and Rashad Gold and Andre Thomas and Jake Cow, Josh Howe, Jake Howe. And uh, look, it happens. And so I didn't win my sectional. I understood. I, I 
that probably killed my Indian all-star hopes, you know, but I still felt like I got life goes on. It, it, it's life gets better than, than this. And the, Trust me. And the junior all-star team, especially the core team is, is pretty much tied to a vote. I don't know if it's strictly tied to a vote, but I think it is. I think that's the if you watch Brandon Northern play. If you say the Brandon Northern shouldn't be on the team, then you just haven't watched Brandon Northern play enough. Maybe you're Correct. just not. A, I'll leave it to that. But you know, no, should Carson be on? The, sure. I mean, well, there, there, there's there, got to be a, there, there has to be a line. There's a line, and the geography part of it is is definitely considered. I mean, Jalen Washington did make the team. He's not going to be able to play. He didn't play at all this year. This is by far not – this is not even close to being the first year that they have made this ceremonial addition to the All-Star team, and it, it won't be the last. And it's a guy that if he would have played, would have made it. And, you know, I think that if, if it's a kid that loses a spot due to injury, then I don't see anything wrong with it, especially when we're talking about 14 players. I mean, this the All-Star team has expanded slowly over the years. And it, it's almost unattainable to be able to play all those kids to begin with. Um, I, I know there have been times where kids have not enjoyed the process because they were not playing. I, I know there's been times where there has been dislike of the coach over not playing them as much. Well, sure. So <laughs> clearly people go into this situation in a competitive way that it's not just something you know, that's not just something they take for granted. You know, you can, you can argue how, how cool it is to complain about something like that. You know, like being on the all-star team and maybe only getting six minutes in the games or something along those lines. You know, it's when you get down to a roster that deep, you know, is it worth being named on it, like thrown in at the end? You know, if, if Jenkins is the 14th guy and doesn't get a lot of playing time, is he really going to, is he really going to enjoy it? Or are the same people saying he's a snub now going to complain about, and he's not the one putting this on Twitter, by the way, these are other, it's other people, people saying he's a snub. Are they going to then complain later about there's, there's always that next step. Are they going to complain about who gets playing time and who does not Cause it happens every year. Who are the assistant coaches? Do we know? Um, I can scroll and find out. So, I mean, that plays a lot into it. Usually what happens, and it's happened in several cases. Steve Lynch and Rob Yoder. So this has happened in, in several cases. It doesn't seem like it in this case, but, you know, that, that the head coach will go to his assistants and say, hey, um, we, need, we need one more player. You know, it's going to be the 13th guy. He's not going to play. He's going to, you know – and so that you know, and sometimes they've they've gone with guys in, in that regard, um, you know, guys that are going to be able to 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 handle it, just like you said. And you also brought up a good point about uh, geography because as I look at this list, how many players are south of Indianapolis? None. Well, one, Braden, Brandon. Sorry. Yeah, Brandon Northern, right? So there's nobody south of Indianapolis. No, it's, it's been – yeah, it's bad. It's – I mean – We said that. We said – Yeah, we've, we've we said it all year. We said it's, it's just, either going to be Brandon Northern or, or Logan McIntyre. Right. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I think Northern Harrison won. They won the sectional. Yeah, it was just kind of interesting, you know. But um, but nonetheless. And, and North Harrison had a better year. But but Brandon Northern did did what he needed to do. And I don't think he was. He was playing out of position, trying to do a little more, you know. I don't think he no. was wholly inefficient at it. Just no, he's, not the, he's not the kind of player. And Silver Creek plays a good schedule, and he's not the kind of player that is just going to put a team on his back and, and you know, and overcome the, the teams they had to play, Floyd Central, you know, even, you know, even some of the teams that they've been beaten up on with Jacoby and, and Kaufman. Now I will we're, say we're good and waiting in the wings. I will say this: it's going to be tough for him to find a lot of playing time. I think. Um, you know, we'll see. But I mean, when you're looking at that list, I mean, that's that's there's some really really good good guards ahead of him. Yeah, there is. But I mean, it's but that's you know just we'll see. 
I mean, there's going to be, look, I talk in the summer all the time about, I can keep nine guys happy, you know, pretty much every game. Ooh. You start getting more than that. And, you know, mm -hmm. you start getting more than that. It becomes, mm -hmm. it becomes difficult to keep, keep those, all those people happy. And I don't worry too much about it. I mean, I try to, I try to even it out a little bit, but this year I've only got a team with nine guys. So I think I'm going to be fine. So worry about it every time I coach a team I'm like oh. but but 13 players is a lot <laughs> it's it's an awful lot and that's why you know, 14 is just ridiculous it's unrealistic well and if they would and if they would cut it down to 12 we'd have one more we'd have two more snubs you know because I still think they would have put Jalen Washington on it they probably would have had 13 and just had Washington but no, last year they had 14 do what does Jalen Washington deserve to be on the team at this number, it's pretty ceremonial. Okay. But I'm just saying, you know, I yeah, mean, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. But, I mean, it's there. And I get injuries. I get all that. I He had a nice season. I get all that. But I'm just asking. You know, now, you know, it's we've got somebody on here. I don't know who – Bounce OTH covers the Fort Wayne area. He's, yeah. he's a good follow. He thinks the process of determining Mr. Basketball is dumb. I, I don't know how. I don't know how a pure vote is is a dumb way to do anything. I have a hard time anytime that you're just completely a homer for your city or your right. region or it. I just it, it's it's like it's no better than being a an IU homer. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's no, no different than being a, a team homer. Like, and a lot of it is, is ignorance is, is uh, uninformed, you know, because if you've, if you've followed Braden Smith, how did Braden, how did, how did Fletcher, somebody's going to have to explain to me how I want to hear balance, explain how Fletcher lawyer deserves it over Braden Smith. I mean, Braden Smith has been super, super good since he, since he got here as a freshman. I mean, it's not like you can really – people have tried to poke holes in this and that and this. He beat Fletcher, beat, beat the pants off of him. So, I mean, I watched the game. So, you know, to me, to, to go so far as to call it the process dumb because your guy didn't win it is – man, it's a bit childish, Jim. Well, it, it it happens every year. The other day, the other day when they they um, the other day when they announced the five finalists, they already knew who won, and I thought they would named it during an award show. I guess they don't do that anymore. Did I miss a meeting? Was did they quit doing that last year, or, or was that something that's this probably COVID thing? Everything COVID, isn't everything COVID? Well, I know, but I thought they had the, I thought they had it last year. But anyway, okay. So beside the point. So. They, they had the five finalists, and of course, now you've got people six through whatever complaining about, and the main one was Tayshaun Comer, and, and you know, and the argument's pretty simple. Look, guys, it was just a, it's a vote. They took the five, the top five vote-getters, Kyle, Ned, and Rip wrote an article about it, and all of a sudden, all the hate tweets came in, and it just can't be any easier of a process. The Mr. Basketball vote is, is the easiest thing that, that's done in this in this in all of this process the, the junior all-star team is by far people use the word political the junior all-star team is by far the most political process that we have it is definitely a bunch of guys get in a room and they just determine what it is and and the core is usually decided like i said by vote but then the others it's like especially when they have when they had north central and south you know those other six you're naming 24 junior all-stars you're basically, you're basically, um, it's so watered down at that point. They're just doing favors for each other. You know, you've, you've helped me get this guy on. I'll help you do that. I mean, it's literally just a meeting and they come out of it with the junior all-stars. That was they like that while, right? So, huh? uh, it was like that 24 man, uh, 24 junior all-star team, 24 man yeah. roster. Yeah. I'd have to go back and look to see how many times they did that, but they, they definitely, you know, they, this was see those at last year or is it this year? They didn't, is there just 12 this year? So I don't know. Uh, well, we don't even know. We find what out. No, we find out. It's been decided. We find out, I think Wednesday, 
you know, girls yeah. went six, six, and six like they did. So that's back to north and south. Last year, they just had we 12 think, kids. We think it's going to be back to the six north, six south. Here's the problem, though, with that. Oh, I don't need to get into all that. But oh, go ahead. Say it. Well, you're just going to have a really hard time. I mean, I mean, Joey Hart and and JQ are, you know, and you think maybe Caleb Washington, definitely. Um, you know, I'm trying to come up with names in the south, the south all-stars. They're, they're core guy. Um, well, Robertson and Hart should be core guys. True, but that's going to be a vote. That's all state voting. So you can go back and find the all state vote from last week. The under, or the, was it last week or two weeks ago, the underclassmen stuff and kind of derive your way to, your, not derive, but deduct your way down to figure out who the, who the core is going to be. But anyway, that's not the, the I mean, Jalen, Jalen Mullen's going to be a, a junior all star. And it should be. I mean, if nothing yeah. else, this this process is is purely about high school success. So him and Caleb many, Washington, and then and from not, there though, if you had if you had six in the south, you you would have to really stretch to come up with four names. True, but you also know that there's times where you know obviously the south includes parts of Indianapolis too. So, okay, um, there's does Higgs, you know, Higgs get a chance to be on there? Did Wrights, if Wrights would have continued the kind of season they started off with, you know, as high up as Adam, Coach Adams was in that, uh, you know, in the Coaches Association, I think if if Wrights had continued to win on the pace they were at the beginning of the year, I think Higgs would have made it. The South team, at least. Uh, and that yeah. would have been, been right. good for him. But then they, they struggled. Part of it was when Shippert got hurt, they struggled, but yeah, it was his chance. And the junior class is so deep. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of snubs. Yeah, a lot of quote snubs. And the bottom line is you just you just can't make everybody happy. Again, you know, for every five guys, there's two neighbors <laughs> that belong. Podcast 150, part one, <laughs> snubs of 2023. We can do a north podcast snub or north team snub and a south team <laughs> snub right and then yeah. we can do a snub on the the guys who think they should have been on the core but didn't get enough votes well you know life goes on after you get snubbed life life gets better um <laughs> but i know going through it it's it's rough at, at the time i mean i don't this is probably one of my least favorite conversations of debate, you know, team wise, I'm good with that, but man, you start getting into names. I mean, I got people that still don't talk to me from like, you know, you know, uh, parents or whatever that, you know, I've snubbed. Um, it's a very personal thing. Right. So. Sure. I know that. I know that feeling. I mean, I, I used to back before you were even in high school, I lost a kid because I was writing for Hoop Scoop. The Indi I was the Indiana writer for Hoop Scoop. <laughs> and I didn't. Kid played for me, had both kids in question on my team. Both kids had the kid that started a little bit lower in the ranking in a ranking list than the kid that didn't start. And dad couldn't understand it. That was very, at, at that age, I was what, 23? <laughs> that was a very, uh, uh, at that age, a very alarming conversation. It wasn't sure. enough to say that, hey, they're just enough of a different, they're just enough of different types of players. The kid coming off the bench was awesome coming off the bench because I could put him in either guard spot. And I thought the kid that I started was just a better pure point guard. And you know what? It turns out I was right. And the kid that came off the bench ended up basically had a great college career as a shooting guard. Nine out of 10 times we're right. I mean, we really, we are. I mean, I don't, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> wow, that was personal. Anyway, um, the uh anyway i'll get to that you're perusing but twitter is there something that i am yeah i'm reading twitter yeah evidently bounce thinks he makes me relevant even though i don't know if followers mean anything or not i don't know 
I have way more than he does, though. So, so is like what is that a uh, ad hominem attack? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, I don't know. You're gonna attack your follow? Okay. Well, anyway, um, look, we just we just shoot it straight here. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you want to just hear, and not that our opinions are always right. How they're never right. But, yeah, I'd argue, you know, I'd argue when do we ever get anything 100% right? <laughs> but we don't have biases. Uh, no, know, we do. No, hell yeah. No, I argue that all the time. Nobody is without bias. Nobody enters into these discussions without bias. It's impossible. But that's what makes the Mr. Basketball vote. It's every single voter is subjective because there is no set criteria. There's not even a general criteria other than the fact that somebody has to be a senior. And we all have our biases of what's more important. I voted for Braden Smith, one, CJ Gunn, two. And in large part, it was because I watched what Gunn did to Carmel. And especially in the second half, I didn't need, I already knew how good he was. But the question, you know, the question became was just what could I point to to differentiate what he did? And, and both, he and lawyer had good games against Carmel. I thought that guns was more impressive. I thought that guns was going to be more translatable to a higher level. And I, that, that's what, for me, that's what swung it. Uh, you know, so, you know, and I was pretty clear, transparent on my view of Smith on if he would get through that sectional, especially if he would get through with him being impressive, I, that would be, that would be the turning point in what was otherwise a pretty tough decision. And he did. So I voted it was a head on head, head to head. He, I mean, well, yeah, the next, the next week it was. Yeah. But he had every bit and, and then they went head to head and they had every bit as good a team should have had every bit as good a team. I mean, it's not like you can say, Oh, well, Westfield was just loaded with, and I get it. I mean, Cam Hafner played well. Romack's a good player. They, they, they but, played well for a half against Homestead, but it was just enough. And Homestead played well for a half. They played well the first half. Westfield played well the second half. And it was um, – yeah, that Westfield basically was sleepwalking in the first half. They looked like they were just kind of happy to be there. And then something sparked. And then, of course, Braden and Hafner both got going, and that opened things up for Romack. But – I do wonder. There was kind of an interesting visual in that game. You saw, uh, you saw Braden Smith go down and dunk it, and then run into Fletcher Lawyer on his way back down the court. This is near the end of the game. Who was I mean, taking the call? I would, I would use the word "on his way back down the court" very, very loosely. Basically, Lawyer was right there on the baseline at the baseline when Smith turned around. They bumped shoulders. <laughs> Lawyer put himself there. Which made me laugh. I don't know if he was, I don't know if Lawyer was trying to just draw, get more points, you know, get not more points for himself personally, but try to draw, you know, the technical, hoping that might spark some sort of comeback or give them. I mean, it, it wasn't, I mean, Braden turned around, they bumped. It wasn't like it happened. It wasn't like Braden went out of his way to knock him. No. It was, it was a weak call by the official. Well, what? He called something? Yeah, they called tech on Braden. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I was watching it. Hell, I don't know. Called a dead, basically, basically, essentially called a dead ball, you know, dead ball incident. That was a technical foul. I think you should be able to talk trash. I mean, you know, I grew up, I grew up in a time in an era where, I mean, guys would give it to you on the court. I, don't, I just don't see that anymore. I think that they're just, they're sitting on them so hard. And, but I mean, hey, I, man, too, I'm I, good with the, the Purdue fans. Purdue fans are lucky. They got they got two really good players coming in. I mean, they got a whole their whole class is really good coming in. But like Braden Smith, Fletcher Lawyer, I don't know if they'll be roommates, but those should be fun to watch together. I think. Well, but they probably will be roommates. I mean, do you think they have, do you think there's anything that any offenses to mend here? I mean, no, I think it's just. Too not, I mean, it's not Braden. It's not Braden's fault that. I think they're going to get in, they're going to get into it when they, at Purdue. That's just part of being on a team. You're, I mean, and, and, and when you're that 
super uber competitive and you're talking about two very type a personalities you know you're gonna have that but i think at the same i don't if it's that if it's like that you shouldn't be going to school together but <laughs> they'll get over it well, it, it was strange, strange. It, was strange to, it was strange to hear that purdue had to intervene and it was it was strange to hear that lawyer let's say that for the best case scenario that he just oh i forgot that's kind of a little troublesome right i mean no they got they got he's got parents they're not just texting kids i gotta imagine these are not a bunch of newbies running around doing this stuff it wasn't like they just turned this crap over to me and you although back in your day i was predicting the i was getting the all-star team out before the paper the star called one time can't remember who it was who the sports editor at the time was and asked told me that i was infringing on their intellectual property and i was like no i'm not i'm talking to these families individually and it, i quit doing it i quit doing that when i started basically i became the guy for for two years especially i became the guy that informed you you weren't making the all-star team because what I would do is pick the six or seven guys that I thought would make it, call them, and of course they did. They they'd gotten their phone call, and then about that sixth or seventh guy would call up and said, "Hey, has the has the All Star Committee called you yet?" And then they would go, "No, not yet." And then I would be like, "Oh, well, I'm sure they won't be able to get the, all the phone calls tonight." It would be I would do like late on a Sunday night, like at ten o'clock, knowing. Yeah. Right. So. You know, eventually you can get down to about 10 or 11 guys and get it figured out. And I would publish it. And I, I did that for two years. And then after that, I, I got bothered by being the guy that was effectively telling these kids, <laughs> no, you didn't get a phone call. I mean, not not telling them directly, but but it, sure. you can certainly infer it. And that if I'm calling you and asking you, if you've got a phone call and you didn't. So I quit doing it. Um, and then social media took over and it just becomes really impossible to scoop anything these days. So All right, man, anything else? No, um, just, I was happy to see coach K lose his last <laughs> game. Um, that's really, I'm having a good week. You're not a Duke fan. You're not a K so fan. Petty. I'm so petty. No, I mean. Is this because he didn't recruit you? No, 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 no. He was he was right in that call. But no, I just think uh how'd he get Zion? How did he get Zion? Everybody else was gonna pay Zion. Oh, did Zion just wanted to play for Coach K so so bad? You know. You know what? Here's, think my, Coach take Here's my take on stuff like that. that. The the people who complain about and I'm, I mean, I'm anti, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those guys that felt all along that college kids getting a free education, the, all the benefits they get, the notion that they weren't being compensated was silly to me. Was I cool? Was I cool with the idea of figuring out a way for them to get more money? Absolutely. His name, image, and likeness been at least early on a good thing. Absolutely. But I get tired of hearing college coaches complain about other teams cheating and then not turning them in. You know, and not turning in, not turning them, um, you know, or, or not, you know, obviously in this, that instance, only the player gets, mostly the player is the one that gets punished, not the program, because it would take too long to investigate. But it, it's a good old boys network. And a lot of them don't want to turn in their, these guys because they may need a job someday. You're right. And I, I understand that. I understand that part of it. But, it. but they would complain and like, well, did you turn them in? Well, no, of course not. And we can't do that. Well, look at Bruce Pearl. I mean, Bruce Pearl got made out to be, and I know he was in the, hey, there's a really funny story, you know, I mean, like with Bruce Pearl. Um, I'll, I'll say the coach, there's a coach locally that used to play Pearl every year and he got a phone call. Well, he called and, uh, uh, 
he liked the check, right? He wanted the check that USI gave him every year. So he hadn't got his contract yet from USI. He was, he was going to be in town, coming to town to do a little business or whatever. So he stopped by the West side. This was a, this was right when school started. So this would have been like, what was it? Late August. And uh, couldn't find coach Pearl. He wasn't in his office. Coach Pearl was running a full practice in August, you know, popping in. (laughs) He's like, Pearl's running a full practice. So, you know, so, um, and then Pearl turned in what, who was that from? uh, What's the famous story? uh, The guy that coached at Illinois. Yeah. And then he coached Illinois, Chicago, the head coach. So, uh, these guys all cheat. They try to, and it's just, it just, so my beef with coach K, I just think he's kind of phony. I mean, I don't, if you're going to cheat, Hey, cheat, man. Hey, if you're not cheating, you're not trying or whatever the phrase is, right. I don't know, <laughs> but just don't be so. Well, we run in that in the summer sometimes too, where, you know, you got, you got guys that, you know, they're not paid, but they're, they're induced they're basically like you know we'll we'll take care of things that we're not supposed to take care of they'd obviously nobody phrases it like that but paying for parents travel paying for parents lodging stuff like that that's we're not allowed to do but they do it anyway sometimes they try to figure out a way around it which is easy to do easy enough to do uh but then you know sometimes they, they don't they just flat out pay it and you know you compete against that sometimes and and you know, some instances, families can't afford to travel. They they take it. They take advantage of it, and helps them make their decision. But that's not nearly the scale that happens at the college level. I you know, to answer your question, I don't know. I, I know Indiana has recruited kids in the past that have come with price tags, and I feel fairly comfortable that those price tags weren't met. You know, weren't even met. huh? Like the Archie Miller. No, I'm talking even during the Samson era, like the Samson time period. There was one player, and, I, and I'm I'm a kid out of Chicago, and I'm going to forget his name. He uh, Indiana offered him, and it, it was a fifteen thousand dollar price tag, and Indiana said we're not going to pay it. The kid committed to Indiana anyway. It wasn't it wasn't worth it wasn't worth fifteen grand. Maybe if he'd have been worth fifteen grand, maybe maybe they just knew. I don't know. Um, he wasn't worth fifteen grand. <laughs> Um, but you know, kudos, kudos to them. But then I also know of, of a situation where, you know, manager, a manager was interviewed at one school and asked if a coach gave you the head insert head coach's name, if coach so-and-so gave you an envelope to take to a prospect's house with his only, his only, uh, direction was don't open the envelope. What would you do? And the, take it and the, to the prospect's house. <laughs> The guy, the kid, the kid called me and asked, what, how should I have answered that question? I said, I don't know. I probably would tell him I wouldn't take the envelope and that I wouldn't be getting the manager's job, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I, I felt bad. It was just a, a young kid that wanted to be a manager because he wanted to be a college coach. That's Played a super not- tough question, man, because here's the thing. So many of these college coaches want you to answer, take the envelope to the prospect's house. They do. I mean, it's, it's a, they can't a lot of guys won't deal with with people that it's not in their circle right we've all dealt with they don't have the trust don't know if right. i can trust you, you oh well, absolutely you know, absolutely it's, it's, like it's, a it's mob a, or something like you have to do some work do some work for me huh like uh you know <laughs> that was a really terrible mob accident yeah it was um, a very bad, bad accident but but you my point stands right it's it's almost it's no i think you're better off saying hey i'm not taking that but I'm just saying that you're like you. Well, said, you either be you either be honest about it, or you just job. or you just promise to do what you're told to do. And yeah, I promise I I'll mean, do whatever you the want. Easy, the easy answer is to say, yeah, I'm not going to look in the envelope. I'll take it. Do you know? Do what I'm told to do. But I guess part of my I always felt like part of my job is to make sure guys don't get in trouble. So, <laughs> so. No, that's good advice. No, you don't want you don't want to give out any other advice than that. That's that's the advice. Yes, that's right. the right. That's it, my man. No, I think I think that uh, you know if you're not following the podcast, what are you doing? <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet. Thanks to everybody that listens every week. We appreciate it. Hit that but, uh, no, I think- if you're not, hit that subscribe button. 
visit bomb who you got your website figured out yet no guy still has it hijacked do we need to what do i need to do there uh we may have to ride that's a ride or die on no um i don't know i don't know yet we're, we're i mean i'll to- either i'll either host it myself or we can just incorporate it the problem is so the your, own little, itself, your own little bomb hoop section i'm telling you, you need to get on that to, to, can, to explain this just very briefly the guy who developed my website is ghosted me and he's not he and he hosting it with like you know um in australia some some server farm in australia or something and so it's an international call to call they won't their emails they're just brushing me off i'm getting so do i mean it's bombhoops.com is is been hijacked so anyway i don't know i mean do, do i show up at the guy's house like you can you afford, if you can't afford the phone call to Australia, you cannot afford the trip to Australia. Well, he doesn't live in Australia. He lives, in, he lives here in Southern Indiana. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. But he's anyway. So, but no, um, I think next the next podcast on the. Well, I will host it. I will. We will either that or you can have your own little section, as we have talked before, and I can start sending you money, dozens of dollars a month. <laughs> For the Southern Indiana people, I think we got more people from Southern Indiana that that subscribe than anywhere else. Smart, we're smart down here in Southern Indiana. I, I'm all right with that. You got Interstate 69 now; it's going to change our lives, gonna trickle down, along with all the rest of the bull crap that comes up from up here. All right, man. Well, Nick, I appreciate it again, and thanks everybody for listening. We're probably going to produce another one later this week because we didn't really get to our topic that we were going to discuss. Didn't think that the all-star stuff would come out this soon, but it did. Came out the day we recorded, and we're going to probably be posting this here as soon as I hit stop. Nick, thanks, man. Hey, thanks, Jimmy. We'll see you a while. See you.